You are listening to the 90 Days Later podcast with me, Anna Charles. This is episode 38. Welcome to the 90 Days Later podcast, where I show you how to stop over drinking in 90 days without missing out on life. If you're not an alcoholic, but fed up with saying yes to a drink when you mean to say no, you're in the right place. Hi again, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast 90 Days Later. Okay, it is the height of the summer as I'm recording this episode. And actually, we've been having an exceptional couple of months, which has meant spending lots of time outdoors, which is always a good thing in the summer. So I've been to so many bars. I've sat on so many terraces surrounded by people sipping white wine, my previous go-to drink, and Pims. I used to love a glass of Pims too. Well, I have been enjoying nothing more exciting than tap water in a wine glass. How bohemian. Now, there was a time as little as three to four years ago when I would never, ever, ever, ever have seen myself doing this, ever. And it's this kind of experience, this living outdoors, being around people, doing lots of drinking and lots of relaxing that I know can make holidays a difficult time for those of you who are trying to change your relationship with alcohol. In fact, many people will say it is the hardest time to change that drinking or to stop drinking or whatever it is, whatever your your goal here is. In fact, I've heard that from so many people that I've decided that today I want to explore with you why it feels that way, why this actually doesn't have to be a problem at all and what you can do about it. Yes, some action and things to get started on that you can get started on right away. So if you are tuning in, lying on a beach somewhere, this is for you with love. Okay, so going on holiday, let's talk about that for a moment. It is certainly something to treasure for sure. Whether that means a bit of sun or a city visit, my particular favourite, or some relaxation, just stepping away from the grind of everyday life when all the shackles are off. A time when we really just get to kick back and when all our normal uh, drinking norms, I would say, kind of get pushed to one side. So it's perfectly acceptable on holiday to day drink. In fact, it's perfectly acceptable in some places to have G&T in the middle of the morning. And I will admit I have done that myself in Under the Sun on in Greece, I think it was, many moons ago. In any case, things change on holiday. We, feel, we think we feel freer and we're, we sort of allow ourselves to do this. Perhaps a champagne breakfast followed by a long lunch with a bottle of rosé that morphs into cocktails by the pool. Who doesn't love a strawberry daiquiri? And then there's a pre-dinner sharpener. Mine always was a Bloody Mary, nice and spicy and hot. Followed by lots of chilled wine through the evening. Day after day after day. That's what being on holiday is all about, so many people tell me. But of course, I'm going to say it doesn't have to be that way. So let's take a look at this and what you can do about it. First, I really want to talk, I want to briefly touch on the all important topic of desire. And yes, I know I talk about this a lot in my work. I cannot, um, under, you cannot underestimate how critical and how important a role desire plays because the reason we drink is desire. Right? We've taught ourselves that a glass of wine makes us feel better. 
and as we are human creatures we like to move towards pleasure and therefore we feel the desire we create that desire to experience that pleasure and that pleasure then comes from drinking and then what happens is we associate alcohol and drinking or you know even just a glass of white wine let's be very specific here in my case with relieving stress with feeling relaxed with kicking back at the end of the day right and that's sort of then the normal life association we have between alcohol and stress and you know feeling feeling good albeit temporarily but still good at at the end of the day if anything this association gets heightened and stronger and intensified on holiday this is when we say things like well you only live once or i deserve it you know i've saved up all year this is my two weeks i deserve this and the also the famous words but it's my holiday right and that's what you tell yourself and interestingly that's what other people tell you too heard this from my clients and I saw this so often that I'd actually think I was doing really well and making wise decisions for myself and then everyone would kind of pile on and say what on earth would you do you want to do that for it's your holiday Anna you know live a little go on that's another one for you that's another thing that you hear when you're on holiday go on have that G&T at 11am live a little you deserve it okay so that's what we're telling ourselves that's what our friends and family are telling ourselves that's what our indirectly everyone around us or a lot of people the majority of the people around us are telling us as they're supping on their drinks at the taverna or you know supping on a cocktail at 10 in the morning on the beach not to mention all the advertising hoardings and every advert you see in a newspaper it's all about beautiful people enjoying drinking while on holiday but here's what I will offer as an alternative consideration. All of this that I've just been talking about, these are desire creating thoughts and desire creating images. And if you see an image you know, that will spark a thought, so it's a desire creating thought. When you say something like you only live once, that is gonna give a sense of missing out, right? So by choosing to not drink, that's what you're in the act of doing you're of course missing out and of course you're then going to feel deprived the, the of course here is what our brain will tell us and what other people will tell us and of course that's a very bad idea right it's just that just doesn't compute it doesn't make sense but if you think any of these thoughts right any of this you only live once i deserve it but it's my holiday any of these thoughts that's you stoking your desire to drink. I actually argue that anyone who was thinking these thoughts again and again and again, even if they weren't necessarily somebody who thinks they struggle with drinking, they would probably pick up a glass, right? This is what we, our thoughts are driving us to do. It's our brain talking us into drinking. So that's really the first thing to be aware of if you want to really help yourself and drink less on holiday. Be aware of these thoughts, write them down. See how they differ to, to normal life. See how they come maybe with a little more intensity, right? Because you are in this sort of, uh, this container called a holiday where really anything goes. But see that from the get-go that it's you creating your desire and that's the reason you therefore go ahead and drink. Second point to talk about here is entitlement. Now, a lot of us go on holiday and we feel entitled to have a good time. 
a perfect time even, right? The stars need to align for us. We need to have the best table. We need to have the best this, the best that. The, the, we don't want too many people at the tourist attraction we're going to go and see. And, you know, we want the weather to be just right. It, it, we sort of step into this where we want everything to be laid out on a red carpet for us in a way. And it doesn't even have to be money. It can just be, you know, just make sure that you're walking around sort of a force field of this is my perfect holiday. Now, I get this, right? You've saved up. You've had a, you have a stressful life, perhaps. And this is your time to really kick back. But here's the thing. If you approach holidays with that feeling, you are going to end up feeling justified in your drinking because you get this kind of now or never sensation, this now or never feeling. At all costs, you want to enjoy this holiday. I mean, by God, I am going to enjoy this holiday. Hence, we have those desire creating thoughts that I just talked about. Things like you only live once, I deserve it, but it's my holiday. But the thing about these thoughts is there's kind of a double whammy going on. They don't just uh, create this desire and create the, the movement to action to drink. They justify your drinking. They effect, effectively give you a permission slip. It's kind of like that sensation of, you know, the, the cat's away, the mice will play, or you're not in school, right? you're on holiday, you're not in work. This is the fun time. This is the time that you really you can go ahead and do those things that you ordinarily wouldn't countenance in quote-unquote real life. So what's happening there when you have those thoughts is though is that you're associating not drinking with restriction, right, with boring normal life, got to run, you know, live my life by these rules. And of course you don't want to feel restricted on holiday. So if uh, looking after yourself and uh, keeping an eye on your drinking and having some goals around that is what you do in normal life kind of that's another rule that you just don't want to have to be coping with on holiday so throw that out too right it, it doesn't matter you'll get back to it later so that's the second thing to be aware of here with drinking and holidays you are the one who's giving yourself permission to drink now, yeah, you might be egged on. You'll tell me you're egged on by your friends, family and all these other things. And then these thoughts you're having. But you are the one doing it, my friend. And by doing this, you're effectively going against the goals you've set for yourself. Right. If you've been trying to cut back. And what I want to ask you is, is that something you really want to do? Right? If you could choose right now to be able to continue to maintain your progress and the change that's going on with you around alcohol, right? So you're increasing your freedom or would you like to just sort of be able to let, let rip and let loose? Now, which would you like to have? Because that choice is the one that you are making with the action that you're taking and the thoughts that you are thinking. You get to choose either course and it's totally up to you. Here's one, there's a bit of a brain twister here. I'm gonna offer that a good time is a good time and a bad time is a bad time. What do I mean by that? Well, we tell ourselves that alcohol makes things better, more fun, we'll be more relaxed, right? Get in with the program. But think about it. I really want you to sit and think about this logically. There are going to be good moments on holiday and there are going to be bad moments on holiday, but that's okay. It's perfectly possible that you will have a flat tire on holiday. It's also possible you'll have the best meal in the world on holiday, right? Everything is up on offer. 
But being drunk or buzzed doesn't change how good a time you're having on holiday. The alcohol just makes you think it's better. The actual experience is the same. If you're having, you're celebrating your spouse's birthday on the beach, it's going to be a great, great celebration whether you're drinking or not, right? Think about that. Think about having a really lovely lunch. Really take yourself there. What would be your ideal lunch? And if you could determine the menu and the location and the people and everything about it, money's no object. You just have the most lovely lunch, right? Think about that. Go there. Now, if I said there'd be no alcohol, would you still enjoy it? Would you still enjoy spending time with those people being in that location, eating that food? Of course you would. Think about having the opportunity to be on the most perfect, gorgeous beach and a lovely sun lounger with a little parasol and the temperature's just right and you're with your favourite people and it's just, you know, your favourite book or whatever. Create the perfect experience. I don't often talk about being perfect, but do create that perfect experience in your mind. Would you enjoy that? Would you enjoy it without alcohol? Of course you would. Of course you would, because this is your perfect um, situation that you've created for yourself, right? So alcohol doesn't make it better. Really take that on board. We tell ourselves that it does, but alcohol really doesn't make it better. So if you're having fun, you're having fun. If you're having a miserable time, you're still having a miserable time, even if wine is making you think it's tolerable, but ask yourself, which would you prefer? A life that's great or a life that you find tolerable through drinking? It's a good place to start to think about what sort of life you're creating for yourself because the life you create for yourself is going to also then influence the type of holiday you have and the type of behaviour that you want to indulge in or not indulge in on holiday. Another factor or feature of holidays is people tell me so often that on holiday they want to feel free. They want to feel free of their cares and worries and the everyday tribulations. But I would offer that by looking to alcohol to deliver that good time, you are anything but free. Right? In fact, you are outsourcing your ability to have fun to alcohol. You're making yourself reliant on alcohol for the fun, free, relaxing element of your life. Now, the one thing I offer my clients is freedom freedom around alcohol, freedom to be who you want to be and to have the experience you want to have, whether alcohol is there or not. But remember, life is 50-50. There are going to be good times. There are going to be bad times, right? We're all human. This happens even on holiday. So I don't advise you to tell yourself it's holidays and that you can drink whatever you want. Of course you can. It's up to you. But I would offer, is that going to deliver you the results that you want? Is that going to make a good time better? No. Is it going to make a bad time better? It'll make you think a bad time's better. A bad time's more tolerable, but it doesn't actually change what's happening. It just changes how you're thinking about what's happening. So when you're on holiday, do continue with the planning that we cover in our coaching sessions. That's a note for my clients. Continue as you have been going on. Because remember, planning leads to more freedom. Doesn't sound like it. Sounds restrictive. But actually, it is the reverse. And here's another thought. 
I would offer on the subject of holidays and drinking. In many ways, going on holiday is a great time to actually really double down on your drinking goals. You're going to be faced with all sorts of trigger situations, all sorts of urges, and they're going to be coming thick and fast, right? Because we're moving into this kind of, this container where we have this sense of entitlement and we want everything to be perfect, you know, and it's our time and all those other things I've been talking about. And so it's kind of like going to the Olympics, becoming an Olympian athlete for changing your relationship with alcohol. It really is, there's gonna be some great tests for you there in a very positive way. And here's the thing, by sticking to your goals, even on holiday, you're gonna be creating more freedom in your life as a whole, on holiday and in normal life, to experience everything that it has to offer. Now, I started out this episode by saying, but things by saying things like, but I'm on holiday is a desire creating thought, right? And steering you away from such things. But now I want to end with considering how can you make that sort of thought work for you to create the desire for a different holiday experience. Now, I'm not a big one for beach holidays, right? But I adore city breaks and exploring new places. And I remember few years ago visiting Munich one time and we were there just for a couple of days and it was fabulous but now I look back now in horror because on our second day there after exploring the city in the morning we pretty much spent the whole of the afternoon and evening in a bar and then in a restaurant and and it was fun yeah it seemed like fun at the time but when I think of all the additional sights and sounds and things we could have gone to see to really soak up even just actually being out in the streets with the people seeing what was going on we didn't get to that experience all for the place of drinking beer right that you can do anywhere I mean it just seems mad to me now well needless to say I'm happy I won't be doing that again so I'm not judging myself on what happened I have been very curious about what was driving that behavior And I'm happy to report that that's not something I will be indulging in in the future. So here's a way that I can suggest that you can make the saying, but I'm on holiday work for you, right? Think about if you're not drinking on holiday, that means there's going to be no foggy head in the morning. And if there's no foggy head, there's going to be no sleeping things off either. And instead, what sort of experience are you going to have? You're going to be feeling open and relaxed and alive and calm and present so you can experience everything. Now, doesn't that sound like a great holiday, a holiday worth going on? And if that's what you want for yourself, ask yourself what role, if any, does alcohol play in it? Totally up to you. There's no right, there's no wrong. As I say many times, I am not the sober police. I just ask the question. So ask yourself that question and be sure that you like your reasons, whatever answer you come up with. So in summary, I recommend you look at your holiday through sober eyes and tell yourself the truth about what your holiday is like or what you want your holiday to be like. Then you can decide if you want to change it to be different or maybe you want, you're happy with it to stay the same, but at least you know the truth about what your holidays are like. Here's the thing. When I stopped drinking during holidays, I paid very close attention to how I was feeling when everyone was drinking around me and I wasn't. And I realised in that moment, I actually didn't need to drink. And it was much better not drinking. It was much better being more present and aware. 
my experience was elevated into something that was really valuable for me. So there you go. There's no right or wrong. Like I said, just make sure you know your reasons and that you like your reasons for whatever you decide. Right, that's it for this week. If you want to start achieving that glorious sense of freedom around alcohol, whether that means you want to just drink a glass and stick at that or you want to give up entirely without feeling deprived and without, without feeling like the weirdo in the corner who only drinks water and feeling judged by everybody, go ahead and book a consultation call with me, right? We can talk about where you are, what you've been doing and where you want to be. This is, I really want to stress upon you that it is possible to change this struggle. You don't have to sit there silently worrying about your drinking. I know you're not somebody who needs rehab and recovery and all those things. I also know that if you're not getting the results that you want from your life, you can change that. You do not have to live with the habit as it currently stands. So go ahead, contact me. There's a big blue button on my homepage, book a call, click there, or you can send me an email at anna at 90dayslater.co. In the meantime, have a really wonderful week, whether you're on holiday or not, and I will see you next time. If you like what you're learning in the podcast and you want to take the work further and achieve total freedom around alcohol, let's talk. I help my clients stop reaching for that first glass of wine the moment 6pm rolls around and they don't miss out on life. And we do it in 90 days. The effect is permanent. Email me for more information on anna at 90dayslater.co. And if you did enjoy the show, I'd really appreciate if you'd leave a rating and review to help others find the 90 Days Later podcast.